All right, so welcome back. Uh, episode 12 uh, of the Care Team Podcast for 3 December. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, and as, as we get ready to kick off our topic today, we're going to talk a little about Christmas stress as we start prepping and planning for all the events and everything that's going to happen between now and Christmas. Uh, we just kind of want to kick it off with a, a fun question, and that is, uh, what is your favorite Christ-centered Christmas song? Mm. And uh, so for me, I, I, I was never really a big fan of the song uh, up until a few years ago. I saw a, a, a Glory Reminded Me flash mob uh, a few years ago, and then Crowder did a, a, a rendition of it. I guess it's probably been 10 years now. Uh, but it, it was just really good. It just reminded me of, like, you know, when I think about it, I think about, like, the Great Commission and, you know, and Isaiah when we talk about uh, when, it, when it talks about uh, the Lord's coming. So That's good. Yeah. Oh, Holy Night, without a doubt, is mine. Okay. I get chills whenever that song. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Nice, nice. I do love both those songs, but I'm, I'm glad we had some warning about this question because, <laughs> you know, of course I had to Google just to re- be reminded of some Christmas songs. And as I was kind of filtering through, there's all these songs, you know, these triumphant songs of, you know, the amazing gift of Jesus and, and the sacrifice that he is for us. And as I was coming across songs, I came across The Little Drummer Boy. Mm-hmm. And I remember as a kid, I was so confused by that song. <laughs> Why is there a little boy drumming in front of Mary? I was so annoyed <laughs> yeah, by it. Yeah. I, just, I didn't understand. Yeah. But as I was thinking about it, it made me realize that's all he had to give. Yeah. You know, and so, and that's and that's what God wants from us. He just wants what we have. It doesn't have to be some yeah. huge, miraculous mm. gift, you know, and so, and so that kind of just kind of spoke to me of, you know, whatever I have to, to give, if yeah. I give it with my full heart, then it's enough. So I do, like, drummer boy I do like the content of that song, but I'm going to tell you, it gets a little repetitive for me. Oh, yeah, it does. For sure. <laughs> well, I, I, I will say as, as, a, as a music nerd, uh, as, as a self-proclaimed music nerd, uh, I was I was listening to a, a song by I think it's for King and Country. They did a rendition of that. It's really cool. So I'll have to uh, look, okay, that, I'll up. look yeah. that up. Yep. Yeah, it's really cool. So, uh, so as we as we're going to talk about today, uh, we mentioned uh, we're going to talk about Christmas stress and the stress that uh, you know that, that normally comes around Christmas time. But then this year with with COVID and uh, quarantining and everything else, uh, we just kind of want to bring that to the forefront and just kind of help you uh, help help our listeners, help ourselves, uh, you know, identify some some good takeaways and some things that can when we make our decisions as we're planning. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that can cause stress. There's, there's uh, you know, busyness, uh, you know, gatherings, alternate gatherings. Um, you know, I'm sure everybody's probably, or many people have already started their Christmas shopping. And so just, you know, and, and even expectations with traditions. So, um, but, yeah. Uh, well, I, w- I wanted to say, too, I think there are, there are positive forms of stress and there are negative forms of stress. Yeah. Both will deplete us. Both take our energy. Mm-hmm. But negative stress, negative feelings, um, uh, especially feelings that I think are brought up by feeling like we have to put on the perfect Christmas, have everything just right, uh, really do damage to every part of us, our soul, our yeah. mind, and our body. Uh, the toll that it can take. More people get sick this time of year. We already have a pandemic circling around. We don't need to be uh, lowering our immune systems by stressing <laughs> ourselves yeah. out. So um, Tommy was actually talking to us prior to coming on today, uh, and and I his timing, I think, is good because I started thinking, oh, well, maybe we need to be doing a Christmas podcast toward the end of the month. But Lori and Tommy both brought up this is when our stress for Christmas really starts building is now. And so I think it was a really good point that we need to be starting thinking right now about how can we um, help ourselves not be so stressed out. Yeah. 
Well, and, and one of the things we talked about uh, at, in, our, in our prep uh, for this, I uh, was just talking about one of the one of the key things we can do. I mean, obviously, uh, and we don't want to discount, you know, is uh, being connected with Christ, you know, daily, uh, being connected with Christ in our community and, and so on. But uh, but out of that, uh, communication is a big mm-hmm. is a is a big um, thing to take away. And just thinking about, you know, how do we how do we talk to our family members, our friends, you know, uh, you know, because we all have traditions, but how do we do that in a, in a very graceful manner, but, but truthful and, and, and tell people, Hey, this is where we're at. This is what we're struggling with. Well, uh, go ahead, Lori. I think being a mom, I feel like sometimes the moms are responsible for the so-called magic of Christmas. And we, mm-hmm. we want everything to be perfect and we want the guests to arrive at the, you know, the right time after Santa comes and all of, all of those things. And, and I work really hard to, to make things special for my kids and, and do things, you know, this the same way or a certain way every year. And of course those things with, you know, as the kids get older and now with COVID traditions change and, and sometimes that stresses me out. Um, but, but I, I think the best thing I can do as a mom is, you know, do those things the best I can and enjoy them and have fun with them. But remember that it's not the most important thing. It's not the reason we're doing this, you know, we're doing this to celebrate Jesus and to connect with our families and whether it looks exactly like the picture in our head, it doesn't matter. We need to we need to show that to our kids so they don't move forward in their lives thinking they have to make the magical <laughs> Christmas, you know. Yeah. I think the struggle for most people, Lori, first of all, I absolutely agree. I think you're right. And I think the struggle is how do we do that when I know for me stress can be a habit. Yes. It can be mm-hmm. a habit to be stressed this time of year because that's what we're used to. And everybody else, quote unquote, everybody else is doing that same thing. And Tommy, you mentioned, uh, and we we don't want to make that seem small. That's the biggest thing, right? Connecting to Christ. And as I was thinking, I was thinking, you know, my prayer doesn't drop off my devotional reading, but what drops off often is the the time I take to be still and listen. Yeah. And I think that is a lesson in communication in general. And, and I'll speak for myself because I'm a talker. I do a lot more talking, even to God, than I do listening. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't do anything different this season, if you don't do anything else different this year, I want to really encourage everybody, take time to listen. And not just with your ears, but with your heart, with your mind, Look at look into things. I tell people we actually listen with all five of our senses, mm-hmm. that it means being aware and being in the moment and paying attention. And somebody might be telling you one thing, but their body language, their tone, their, their the bags under their eyes, all of that may be telling you quite a different story. And so how are we listening to our family? How are we listening to our friends? And quite frankly, how are we listening to God and to ourselves? Yeah. Well, and, 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 and it, it becomes uh, really challenging, too, uh, you, know, we're, you know, for everyone, whether we're married or maybe we're divorced and, and now we have, uh, you know, like a, a co-parenting type of situation. Or maybe we have parents or children who are, who are not in the house anymore. And so just trying to figure out how do we have those communications early uh, or how do we have that communication early and how do we put those things into place early so we're not stressing and, you know, come back and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I really need to be here. Well, you know we didn't talk for the last month and now it's like, you want me to be here and and I can't because we've already committed to X, Y, or Z or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think what you're talking about there are expectations and there's a, 
I don't know who to attribute the quote to, but there's a quote about expectations being premeditated resentments. Mm -hmm. If we, if we have expectations and we don't voice them to the people in our life, we're going to be disappointed and we're going to be upset. And so it is on us. It is our responsibility to tell people what we need, what we desire, how we feel. It is not other people's responsibility to figure that out. Right. Well, when you talk about listening with all your senses and expectations, it, you know, it reminds me again of my kids. I I have these expectations of Christmas for them, Mm. but if I would take more time and and put the busyness aside and actually listen to what they want from me, it's probably not all the bells and whistles. It's probably me. Mm. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, I, I know for me, like, if I'm not careful, like, I'll I'll just plug things in and not think about, you know, the, the time I need between them. You know, even something as simple as, like, the travel time or the planning time. And so so may, maybe one thing that's stressing you as an individual, if you're listening, is, is busyness. And I, I know for me, like, like, we have to, at the Emory household, we have to, uh, schedule margin. We have to schedule, like, this is time that yes. we're, you know, uh, even though we went on vacation a week or so ago, uh, we had to schedule time at the back end to just unpack and unpack our brains, you know, I mean, just to, to get ready for the next thing. So if, if I don't have margin, if I go and go and go, which I can do that for a time, if I don't plan margin or a break in there, I just completely shut down emotionally, physically, <laughs> every other way. So that's really important for me to, yeah. to schedule too. B- before we offend any listeners, <laughs> because I know we had a, a meeting uh, tor- around the beginning of um, 2020 when uh, the pandemic was just taking hold and we were told that we needed to um, use our margin and we all looked at each other like, what margin? <laughs> and, and, and so something we were discussing uh, when we were talking about the podcast and what we were going to share today is the idea that this may be a year where we're being encouraged to do less. And if you're anything like me, you cringe a little bit at just hearing that. Yeah. Like, no, it's supposed to get better every year and bigger mm-hmm. and more, yeah. and right? And and I really feel like a God certainly does not cause pandemics, but the cool thing about our loving creator is that he's in it with us. He's encouraging us and he's teaching us. And if if he hasn't taught me anything else through this, he's taught me to slow down, to take time, to differentiate through my priorities and what's important and what's not important. Um, we did a we did a little talk for care ministry at the beginning of the pandemic called "Don't just do something, sit there." Mm-hmm. And the and the idea was that you know our society, of course, the reason we laugh at that is because we do the opposite. Don't just mm-hmm. don't just sit there, do something. Well, sometimes we have to be still to know that He is God. Sometimes we have to be still to fully soak in what God has for us. And if I'm looking at Oh, I've only got this many shopping days till Christmas. Oh, I'm gonna make. I gotta make this. I gotta make these cookies. I gotta share that recipe. I've gotta write mm-hmm. cards. I've got you know start listening mm-hmm. off. I'm stressed out just thinking about it. Something may have to give this year. Yeah. Maybe your loved ones get a text and not a card. Maybe uh, you don't travel this year, mm-hmm. especially with the pandemic and the dangers and all that. Maybe this is an invitation. It's a. It's a. It's a quiet peaceful home Christmas. Now, I'm not telling you to do that. You got to do what God leads you to do. But I'm saying maybe there's an invitation in there somewhere where you can cut back so you can relax. I think Thanksgiving was a good reinforcement of that idea for a lot of people. I know a lot of people, me for one, and a lot of the people in my family, we had Thanksgiving at home with with fewer people and a lot, you know, a lot less Mm -hmm. of the trimmings. And even though I miss some of the people, it was nice. And 
you know, I even use paper plates and we serve food out of crock pots, which was really hard for, <laughs> for me to do. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I was less stressed. There were fewer mm-hmm. dishes to do and we had more time to enjoy each other. Yeah. So, you know, that that's given me more hope for, you know, Christmas is going to be wonderful, yeah. too. The, the other thing we were talking about uh, briefly before this was uh, an, another um, uh, stressful moment is is this idea of, of, you know, and we've already kind of talked about a little bit about, about like the shopping and the gift giving. And, and so maybe like maybe money is, is a stress during this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just kind of want to br- share like a brief story. Uh, when Jill and I first got married, a lot of our close friends and family will tell you that, uh, you know, she got laid off uh, from her position. And this is like six months after we got married, our first Christmas together. She got laid off, and I had to take an unpaid internship. And I want to say we had about $100 total. And so we decided that, hey, we're going to, you know, somebody gave us a free uh, tree. Uh, we had ornaments. It was like the leftover ornaments that my my parents, like, and her parents never used. So we're like, hey, we'll take them. And uh, and we bought a dog, and, and we did some we did some decorating. bought a dog. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we bought a dog uh, from, the, from the pound. Uh, and then with the money we had left over, um, we... Um, we created these, like uh, these, uh, did some like painting and ceramics and things like that. I learned all about uh, 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 antiquing, like when you antique something. Yeah. I had no idea, yeah. and this is before Google. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and, and we and we still see those things today. And it reminds me, it's like that was our first Christmas yeah. together. We had something very yeah. similar because Jessica and I were both in college. Mm-hmm. And so we made, and one year we made some crafts and made things for mm-hmm. people. And then Jessica and I were both baristas in college and we got discounts. So a lot of people got coffee for Christmas. That was the, uh, nice. we could buy coffee at a discount <laughs> and we put little gift baskets together and, and sent people coffee. So mm-hmm. uh, I love the idea of it's, it is literally the thought that counts. We have uh, tried to enforce for our kids over the years that we give gifts to celebrate Jesus' birthday mm-hmm. and that the gifts are to be a reminder of the joy and the light that broke into the world when Jesus was born on earth. Yep. And and that if you don't need the new shiny whatever, you just yep. need an, a, a thought, you need a loving gesture mm-hmm. to bring that, not the next big present. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a good reminder. Well, and, and I think too about like, you know, how much people, how much companies and, and, and entities put into like their marketing campaign to not only advertise, but to, but to position it such a way that be like, I not only is this cool and this is interesting that they're doing this, but now I have to have this, you mm-hmm. know, and so so putting all that thought and effort into it. But if, if money is, uh, is is a challenge during this time, you know, we, we just want to kind of present a few options. Uh, one is a couple uh, that I hear Dave Ramsey say all the time, and they are really good options. Uh, UPS is always hiring, uh, uh, and they have, like, weekly bonuses and things like that. Uh, and sometimes many people will stay on and actually make a career out of it. Uh, other options are delivering pizzas for Papa John's. Like, we were literally there a couple weeks ago picking up, and they had, like, a sign saying, hey, we're hiring drivers. Uh, and so I've, I've actually done, in my in my past, I've, I've worked for both those companies. Um, another option is we, we routinely have people request um, – uh, benevolence assistance yes. through the church, yep. and, and and we have a we have a process for that, and we would love to talk with you about that if that's something you want to explore. But there's also agencies within counties. Mm-hmm. Uh, some counties obviously are, are larger than others, uh, but there's a lot of uh, resources out there, and so we would love to have those conversations with you. Uh, also, if you're in the the southern Indiana. Uh, Louisville, Kentuckyana area. Uh, there, there's a few places that uh, I was thinking about too as we were prepped for this. Was one, uh, there's Clean Socks Hope. Uh, they have a mm-hmm. Christmas store, and you mm-hmm. can register for that. Uh, a really great ministry. And then one of our other uh, ministries that uh, we routinely reach out to is a Mustard Seed, and uh, and both really great places to to look for alternatives instead of you know 
going to a, a big box store and, and paying premium prices for this year's version of something. No, thank you for sharing all that. Yeah. Um, and, and just kind of like what you talked about too, you know, just the, the expectations, you know, like if it's like the shiny thing, no, this is what everybody has. And it's like, you know, expectations, uh, uh, can, can be good, but they can also create such division as well. And, you know, especially when you start thinking about things like traditions and we've always gone here, we've always mm-hmm. done that. And, and, but at the, at the root of that, we were kind of talking about this before. It's like, you know, especially during, you know, challenging seasons or even this season, you know, if, if we're not willing to, to budge on certain traditions, especially when it doesn't directly point us back to Jesus, it's like we have to do some self-reflection. It's like, you know, is this a pride thing? You know, like, oh, we, mm-hmm. we, can't, we can't have my Christmas tradition, whatever. It's like, okay, we can't do it because there's a, a pandemic. But is like, uh, is your push for it is, it, is it really to connect with people or is it, is it, a, uh, is it a pride thing? I don't have an answer to that. I think each yeah. person has to answer that question. But as you were talking, something that came to mind was uh, the idea that if I can arrange the outside world just right, I can mm-hmm. find happiness. Yeah, and I think no time of year is that uh, greater than this time of year. That yeah. somehow we're going to have the greatest celebration we've ever had. This will be the best Christmas ever. Everybody's going to be happy. Yep. yep. And what I find more than not when I talk to people is that the opposite happens because there's such an expectation, because there's such a buildup, because you think this will be it. Uh, the depression that often comes, especially Mm -hmm. after the holidays, because joy is an inside job and Mm -hmm. joy is a fruit of the spirit. And the spirit is involved, is about our relationship with Christ. And when Jesus came into the world, he spent his life on earth, giving it away. Yep. We think about, I'll say, I think about often getting Right. What do I want? What who's going to get me a cool present? You know, uh, I'm not even a big gift guy. I don't really like surprises. But even I, too, think about, oh, what what am I going to what's going to happen this season? Why don't I think about who can I bless? Yeah. What can I give away? How can I how can I give of myself? I'm guaranteed to be more happy giving and watching the, the look on somebody's face. I think about with my kids. I would, I would, most, most people, I think, I would rather give my kids, you know, a hundred presents and I can get one. I mean, I re- yeah. really, oh, I just like watching uh, them, 100%. their faces, right? Well, we can do that with uh, adults in our life. We can do mm-hmm. that with strangers. We can give of ourselves and, and have that joy. And I'm just thinking, you know, as Christians, we don't only think about Christmas, we think about Easter. And I think from the point of coming into the world, till when he gave his ultimate sacrifice of his life, Jesus was giving himself away. It never was about getting. It was always about giving. Mm -hmm. And how would Christmas season be different for all of us if nobody was thinking about getting and everybody was thinking about giving? What would that be like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and, and maybe trying to figure out, like, how can we, you know, know, there's no time better than now to to look at ways to, to create new traditions and new ways to, to serve and to give and to give back, uh, to serve others. I, I know we briefly talked about last week, uh, you know, 
uh, about that quote from uh, um, uh, Celebrate Recovery. It's like, you know, it's it's hard to, and I don't, I don't know if it's even possible, but to to light someone else's torch without lighting your own path. So like, so helping that person is actually helping you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so like, I, I'll give you a practical thing that I know that we do it at the Emory household. We, we've got a couple of these books, and we usually alternate them. Uh, one's called Jotham's Journey. Another one's called Bartholomew's Passage. Uh, it's just something that we can read with our kids. It's a couple pages a night uh, throughout the entire Advent season. And uh, it's just a, a, another a way that we can just, like, you know, kind of like what you said, uh, you know, uh, sit there, relax, you know, and, and, and focus on what uh, – what really is you know it's going on this season and so it's just something we do uh it doesn't take very long maybe 10 minutes um every night for uh, for advent season just to kind of help our family uh you know focus on you know what is really happening right now Lori, i was just i know that you have gone through some some tough christmases mm-hmm. um you talked about forming some new traditions i'm not asking you necessarily to rehash all of that <laughs> but maybe you could speak a little bit to um, how you make that transition to a new, because I think a lot of people, it, whether we're talking about a loss through COVID-19, a loss of a job, um, some people may have had to move because of everything that's going on. Things change, rhythms change, life is different. We can't always have those old traditions. Sometimes those traditions are what kind of anchor us or f- make us feel maybe safe. Uh, so how how have you um, you know, form some new traditions. What, what's your, I don't know. I don't even know exactly what I'm asking. Maybe what's your mindset or how did you move into those new traditions? Well, um, gosh, the, the first year of our new way of doing Christmas, um, after my divorce, it was the kids and me, we cried a lot (laughs) and we mourned the things that we had always had before and we, for a second, thought nothing's ever going to be the same, which equals nothing's ever going to be good again. Mm-hmm. And then as we just slowly learned to connect with each other and just make things fun and and learned how to remember old traditions and memories in a positive way and appreciate that we had them um, and know that we're not going to die <laughs> when we do things different. It's just... Um, I don't know how we did it. It's a slow process. It's a lots of praying, lots of just holding on to each other and appreciating and um, and l- letting people help. And like you said, giving, you know, helping other people and, and doing for others and taking your mind off. You know, it just change your, changes your perspective when you do things for other people. Yep. As we get ready to wrap up today, um, you know, I, I, I love how Tom, you know, uh, you always use that, that phrase, uh, uh, prayer is primary. And so that, 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 that's the primary way that we can care for people. Uh, you know, uh, you, you can pray for people right now. You can pray for your loved ones, your family. Uh, if, if, you're, if you're in quarantine like that, that's a wonderful and that, that should be the primary way that we, that we engage those folks. So let, let's just close it out in prayer. And then, uh, yeah, Father God, we just thank you so much for today. Uh, we thank you for loving us. God, we thank you for uh, sending Christ uh, to this world. Uh, so, God, may we just never uh, forget that. May we, may we in this season, uh, amidst all the, the stress, amidst all, amidst 
uh, all the, the the challenges and, and uh, you know that has happened historically and that's happening now, God, uh, may we just uh, pause and focus on you, uh, just like what Tom said. May we may we be just still and listen uh, to what you have for us, and, and to do more listening during this time. Uh, God, we love you, and uh, we just pray that, uh, that you bless uh, our, our our staff, our church members, our listeners uh, in ways, God, that we can't even imagine uh, in the coming weeks and. Uh, and days as we lead up to Christmas. God, we love you, and in everything, we just pray that uh, we make much of Jesus and uh, bring all glory to you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to join us every Thursday morning, 7 a.m., and also now we are now on Amazon Music, so Woo-hoo, you can follow nice. us on there. Yeah. Uh, so like or follow us on on, uh, on Facebook, Spotify, uh, subscribe to Apple Podcast, and uh, we'll see you next week.